This is Ozarks at Large for Friday, September 2nd, 2022 on your public radio station, KUAF 91.3. I'm Kyle Kellams. To help us start this final show of the work week is Michael Tilley with Talk Business and Politics. Michael, we took a week off last week. Welcome back. Well, thanks for having me back. I'm not, I'm a little nervous. I've never I don't think I've ever talked to anyone who is a crazy Chester award winner. <laughs> well, I've talked to a lot of crazy Chesters probably, but um, anyway, not a crazy Chester award winner. So congrats on that. That's a, that's a high honor, brother. It is. It is. It is. Uh, they surprised me with it. And just to get that honor and, you know, Hershey Garner and Nate Walls and Mike Shirky and some of the other yeah. people who've gotten it, it's it's really sweet. And it was a, it was a great moment. Thank you for uh, Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, well, I don't think they made a mistake. I think it's well-deserved, so congrats again. Well, thank you. Let's uh, start on a more somber note for our weekly conversation. This about lingering pollutants left from a plant that Whirlpool operated in Fort Smith. Still trying to find out just how much lingering pollutants there are, aren't we? Well, we are, and um, we've got the report, and it's a 456-page report. And I bet there probably isn't 20, 25, maybe 30 people in the whole state of Arkansas that understands more than 454 of those pages. But um, it's pretty complex in terms of all the chemical language. But the bottom line is, um, well, I guess I should back up a little bit. I, I think when they closed the plant, when Whirlpool closed the plant in June 2012, shortly thereafter, through a series of events I won't get into, we, the public, learned um, because Whirlpool was kind of trying to hide it, that um, there's this chemical called TCE. I'm not going to try to pronounce uh, trichloroethylene, I think is how it's pronounced, but it's a cancer-causing chemical, and it was um, in in the ground and in the groundwater and not in just a small spot. There were uh, large plumes around the plant. Um, and so they began treating those um, I think they're up to 130, 140 different treatment type wells around the plant. And so they've been treating those over the years. Uh, a company called Rambol um, is who Whirlpool hired to do the remediation and the monitoring. They report to the Arkansas Department of Environmental Quality. The bottom line is that, that the plume is receding and the level of TCE is, is um, being reduced Although there are still some hot spots, and they noted that that um, that there were a couple plans they were going to submit a work plan on June sixth. Uh, I'm still waiting, hoping to get that plan. Um, it's been interesting to try to get materials from ADEQ. I, this should be public info, but they do not make it easy to get the info. Um, I did get a statement from Jeff Dingman, he's deputy city administrator for Fort Smith. He expressed confidence that um, ADQ is monitoring, um, is doing a good job monitoring the process. Rambol is doing a good job of remediating and reducing the pollution. Um, so I guess that's good to hear. Um, but it's it's still there, and those property values, uh, you know, uh, former assessor Becky Andell, Sebastian County assessor Becky Andell, um, was forced to reduce the property values. Uh, by almost 42% in several tracks, I think 50 to 55 land parcels, which forced Whirlpool to go into to, to enter a settlement with these folks to try to pay them back. I still think they probably didn't get their full value, but that's what they settled with Whirlpool for. So, again, we're going to continue this. Um, I was told several years ago, Kyle, that this is one of those things that isn't just going to get monitored for, you know, two or three years, maybe 10 years that this kind of pollution takes a long time to dissipate. And so, uh, unfortunately this, this will be a, um, hot spot and a negative cancer causing hotspot in Fort Smith for a long time. I want to ask you about another former site, the former site of the Southwest times record newspaper. It's a building that's been empty, I think for a while, but it is now sold. Yes, it's sold. Um, you're right. It's and it wasn't the downtown building. So for anyone that's right familiar with where it used to be downtown, this is out on Wheeler. Um, it's the building I worked in for eight years. Um, 
had a large contingent of folks there, probably 100, 150, 200 folks working there at one time. Now the Times Record is just a handful of people, which there's a story, good analogy there about the condition of the, of the uh, newspaper industry. But anyway, yeah, it sold. Got him Brooks Norris. He has um, several companies, several development companies, apartment construction, apartment management, uh, construction supply companies. He's bringing all of his kind of creating a corporate – well, not kind of. He's creating a corporate headquarters there at that building. Uh, he bought it for $2.5 million. He says he's going to invest around $2 million um, to get it up to speed. Uh, and, they, and he hopes to have folks moved in within about 60 days. Um, and that was, I think, uh, that interview was probably about uh, August 26 or so. So um, so a little later this year, he'll get them moved in. So it's good to see that property being put back to use um, uh, in and his company is growing. There's kind of a second part of the story. He's got a growing company that I was ignorant of. Uh, it's all under the Norris Group banner. So they're going to keep hiring employees. And they've got, he says, they've got over a billion projects in the pipeline in several states around the country. So um, we'll be, we'll probably be watching them, not just because they're in that building, just because they, they seem to be on a pretty healthy growth path. Well, 60 employees into a building, that will help. Presumably the sales tax in Fort Smith, which had another strong report up more than 10 percent year to year. Yeah, and it quickly, yeah, it just keeps going. It's um, You're right, the, the countywide sales tax, which, of course, we watch that pretty close because that fund helps fund the uh, city's general fund, which helps pay for police and fire and other services. Um, they've collected $13.5 million in the first seven reporting months of the year, up just a little over 13 percent. Uh, compared to last year, and again, last year was had pretty healthy increases also. So it's two, it's back-to-back years um, coming out of a pandemic, which we've talked about is somewhat counterintuitive, but very healthy returns. Now, obviously, a factor in that is inflation. Um, that's that's driving prices, but it's not driving 13%. So, and also the city's one cent, uh, excuse me, one percent street tax which is used solely for maintenance, new construction on streets, bridges, drainage, that type of thing. Um, that through the first seven months is collected 16 and a half million. And that's up, uh, as you said, it's about 10%. So two good years, um, the city, the directors and the city administrator, we talked to them, they're still, they're still cautious. You know, they're happy that these numbers are in, but it's kind of like everybody's waiting for right. it just to fall off. So, but you know, we've been waiting for it to fall off Kyle for, I don't know, a year, year and a half, and it continues to go. You're right. Finally, I want to direct people to a story that's at uh, talkbusiness.net about the impact of the Peacemaker Festival in Fort Smith. There was an estimate from organizers, the economic impact, and some cool numbers in this story, including tickets sold and who the tickets were sold to. Uh, Help me out with the numbers here. Yeah, um, Peacemaker Festival, of course, this is their eighth year, $3.7 million impact. Um, you're right, they they sold just under 11,000 tickets. Um, they had about 8,800 tickets were scanned. That means they were used. And of those scanned tickets, just a little over 7,000 were sold out of the Fort Smith zip code. You know, that could have been right across the river in, you know, sure. Poto or, or in Greenwood or Almer Van Buren. But there are also, according to the organizers, 14.5% of the ticket sales were from the Little Rock area, which I, I was very surprised, pleasantly surprised by that number. And 11.2% were from Northwest Arkansas, Benton and Washington County. So that shows the draw of the festival uh, continues to grow. I'm kind of proud of these guys. This is, I'm, and I'm summarizing to some extent, but there's a lot of truth in this group of guys including the, the late uh, Bill Newmeyer, little Bill, were sitting around and wondering why the folks didn't do more to bring more live music to Fort Smith. And they're like, well, hell, let's do it. And so mm-hmm. they're doing it. You know, Trent Goins and Jeff Gosey, and I'm going to be living out, leaving out some other really important folks that are behind this, but they've really made this a success. Um, prior to this year, they had donated more than 750000 uh, They focus on helping regional charities that are focused on children, 
So they've donated more than 750,000 to those charities in, in the past seven years. So I suspect that number will get closer to 800 or over uh, after this year, um, after they make, they make a donation from this year's event. So good to see it. I know us journalists are not supposed to be excited or happy about these things, but I'm excited and happy about their success. And we already have a headliner signed for next year, but we don't know who it is. Yeah, yeah, Trent was pretty coy with Mr. Trent Goins, who's one of the festival, and I don't blame him, but yeah. they're just they're having more. They're This is their eighth year, and according to Trent, when these festivals start getting their eighth and closer to their tenth year, they get to be taken more serious. Folks want to participate because these festivals can come and go. You know, it's hard to get one started, and then it's hard to make one successful to have some longevity. So they're getting to that point. They're getting a good reputation around the country, so it's good to know that they're having more success, getting some pretty high-profile national acts coming to Fort Smith. You can read about all of this and so much more at talkbusiness.net. Michael, please have a safe and wonderful Labor Day weekend, and we'll catch up again next week. I will. Thank you, sir. Ozarks at Large is underwritten, in part, by the Walton Family Charitable Support Foundation. When caring for a seriously ill loved one, the journey shouldn't be taken alone. Circle of Life Hospice can help. Services are covered by Medicare, Medicaid, and private insurance. No one is turned away based on an inability to pay. 750-6632 or nwacircleoflife.com for information. Discover something for everyone in the family this fall at the Scott Family Amazium in Bentonville. New programs begin soon for homeschool families, early learners, and creed of kids ages 10 to 14. For more information and registration, amazium.org. This is Ozarks at Large. With me, Becca Martin-Brown, Features Editor at the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here and in person. Here and in person. I'm going to make a wager that you like September better than you like August. I do. I thought so. I also like here better than I like phones. Ditto. This is great. Yes. So there's conversations that start before you guys get here, right? (laughs) And we were just having one about, I got to interview the widow of and the daughter of Gary Marshall. He created so many, helped create and created so many great TV shows like Happy Days, Mork and Mindy. And he created the book for the musical version of Pretty Woman that's coming to the Walton Arts Center, which is why I got to talk to his widow and his daughter. But the first thing I said to her was my very first TV memory is an episode of the Dick Van Dyke show, which Gary Marshall was prominent in the creation of that show. And his widow went off on a story about how so many of the funny things that happened to Laura in that show happened to her at home and he stole them. No, he adapted them. But that's my very first TV memory is of aliens on the Dick Van Dyke show, which might explain so much. (laughs) And it also explains why I'm really excited about the show that is currently up at Theater Squared. It came from outer space. It did. Based on the movie, but turned into a musical. And the sets and the costumes and the lighting and all of that are so 3D Hollywood film. I mean, the movie is made in 1953, and it... The effort on stage is to evoke 1953. Except with color. Except with color, right. They also lean into the 1953-level special effects. Yes. I think it's going to be tons of fun. 7.30 Thursday through Saturday, 2 on Saturday and Sunday through September 18th at Theater Squared in Fayetteville. Tickets start at $27, and it will be a blast. If you want to do something interesting outdoors... Mm -hmm. Crystal Bridges Museum has something this fall called the Listening Forest. And in radio, we love listening. (laughs) Well, you know, they've had North Forest lights. And last year was the last year for that, they told us. And they say, don't expect that, that this is completely different. But one of the ways it's different is it's eight installations by one artist, Raphael Lozano Hemmer. And the installations are interactive in that as you walk through them, you change them. There's a part where there's words running downstream, and it picks up words from your conversation and adds it to the words running downstream that you see. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, if you don't know that ahead of time, that can be a I little... I bet there's a sign that says that. Make reservations. Tickets are 15 to $27 for adults and 7 to $15 for children. You know what? Just always watch what you say. <laughs> if you always watch what you say, you don't have to worry about your words going down a stream in front of everybody. I think there's probably a metaphor in that they were going for, I don't think, you? Yes. And then we do this thing every year in What's Up, twice a year actually, where we list upcoming classes at arts organizations. You can see the complete list in last week's What's Up mm-hmm. last Sunday at nwaonline.com slash what's up. But here are some of them. Theater Squared has improv acting and musical theater for kids and improv and acting for adults. The Botanical Garden of the Ozarks has classes on monarch butterflies, backyard mushroom growing, and beekeeping, and more. Arts Live has theater classes on everything for kids. The Community Creative Center in Fayetteville has classes in pottery and clay hand building and raku firing. And they're also offering crochet, painting, live model figure drawing, leather working, and more. Terra Studios. Terra Studios is doing classes by group reservation. So you need at least four people. But you can go and make troll heads and pinch pots and birdhouses. Trike Theater has everything for kids. Rogers Historical Museum is doing a thing next Saturday, the 10th. A creation station. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll actually get something he doesn't know what it is. Do you know what a thaumatrope is? I do not know what a thaumatrope is. Oh, it's a happy day. <laughs> what is a thaumatrope? A thaumatrope is a thing that was popular, oh, from the 1860s into the Victorian era, where you put a picture on each side of a disc and put it on a string and you spin it. I have seen these. I did not know they had a name. Yeah, it's a thaumatrope. And they're going to have this creation station from 10 to noon next Saturday where you can make one and then you can go see the Civil War exhibit I see. that's at the museum. And that's all free. So you make your own thaumatrope? Yes. Okay. And you learned a new word today. Mm-hmm. Shiloh Museum of Ozark History has its 44th, not quite annual, Ozark Quilt Fair mm. from 10 to 2 next Saturday. It's outdoors on the grounds. Well, let me ask you this about the word annual, and then we'll get back to the quilts. Okay. So you miss, I mean, I think it's still annual. I think annual. it's still annual. If you miss, you know, because you'll see less, well, it didn't happen because of the 1918 pandemic or World War II or a baseball player strike. I think it's still annual. The World Series is still annual. Well, if you don't celebrate your anniversary this year, you still have it. Right. So I'm going to say it is there. So it is annual. And the fact that you put the number on it, right? Because you, the year you didn't have it didn't become the 43rd right. without it. So I think it's fine. For them to say the 44th annual. Well, whether it's annual or not, it's been going on for a very long time, and it's a great way to go see modern and antique quilts. And they're going to have a food truck and music and antique toys for kids to play with. Any thermometropes? No thermometropes. Thermometropes, okay. The Jones Center has all kinds of new classes this fall, including classes in cheese. How to make it? How to eat it? How I don't know if it's it? how to make it or how to eat it. How to appreciate it. But either way, it's good because okay. it's cheese. Yeah. Social dance, ballet for adults, and they're celebrating the anniversary of the runway bike park on October 8th. Western Arkansas Ballet has all kinds of classes for kids. Fort Smith Regional Art Museum has make and take days and paint and sip days and ram sketch days. Yeah, you get the idea. Plenty to do. So if you're bored, I suggest a nap and then pick up what's up and decide what you'd like to do. And just circle, you know, make your schedule. Yeah, but nap first. But nap first. Becca Martin-Brown, Features Editor at the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. It's the Community Spotlight on KUAF. I'm Pete Hartman. Today we're in the Nancy Blair Operation Studio, joined by Cameron McAtee and Zach Wilson, both members of the Razorback Men's Ice Hockey Club. Uh, Zach, Cameron, thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Now, the Razorback Men's Ice Hockey Club began in 2007, and it plays out of the American College Hockey Association. You know, football is is everything down here, but we have been around a while, like you said, since 2007. We pull a lot of good players from from Dallas, from St. Louis, wherever it is. Just keep growing our success and growing our fan base down here. 
Uh, that's Cameron McAtee, also with us, Zach Wilson. There's a difference between uh, the Razorbacks, say, football team and these club teams. I'd like you to kind of describe the difference. We rely on like ticket sales, jersey sales, and players' dues to create revenue for us so that we have enough money to provide for the season. And many college and big universities are starting to have really well-accomplished ACHA teams, and I think uh, here in Arkansas we're starting to put ourselves on the map. Y'all have almost won the championship, correct? Yes, you are correct. So last year we lost in the semifinal game at Nationals in St. Louis, Missouri, and the year before we actually lost in the um, championship in Michigan, and the year before that we were going to go to Nationals, and we were the front runners to win, but um, due to COVID, it got canceled. Hockey's, you know, one of the most expensive sports out there. You know, you have equipment from head to toe. The ice time itself is very expensive, you know, compared to, like, a sport like soccer. You get a ball, you go in a field. That's just not the case with hockey. You need every, you need all the, all the get-up for it, and you need to, to be able to afford the ice time to get out there. So it's definitely uh, being a club sport, too, like, like Cameron said, it's, it's very expensive, and then especially when it falls on the players, it's just kind of you just kind of kind of funnel that money together somehow to get get the job done. Now I know September sixteenth is the opener that's on the road, and then the home opener coming up September thirtieth again at the Jones Center there. And y'all were talking about just different ways our community can support y'all. Uh, I guess go into the matches is one thing. So if you follow our social medias, our, our website at arhockeyclub.com, and we make sure it's very well known. We try to get our schedule out there. So having as much support as we could get being a club team makes all the difference. Yeah, it's we make all these um, decisions, what to buy, what we can afford based on what, what money we have at hand. So um, it's it's as much about being a hockey player as it is about um, being good at marketing and accounting, so it's uh, it's it's a good experience. Can you all see a day where maybe the U of A has a D one hockey team? Uh, I can definitely see the day. Um, being as Razorback fans are so crazy about anything Hogs, um, it'd be really awesome to see maybe d- ten years down the road, maybe having a rink on campus because. We could really get the the barn packed. Hmm, maybe we'll get there. Okay, it's the Razorback Men's Ice Hockey Club. Again, that website, arhockeyclub.com. Uh, that home opener, September 30th at the Jones Center in Springdale, right? That's right. Okay. Cameron McAtee and Zach Wilson, thanks for letting us know about what y'all are doing. Of course. Thank you for having us on. We appreciate it. Thank you. The Community Spotlight on KUAF. This is Your Voice Matters. I'm Kyle Kellams. And I'm Timothy Dennis. All right, Timothy. I had the first half hour. I had friends. I had Becca. I had Pete Hartman with the Spotlight. I had Michael Tilley from Talk Business and Politics. This is like a relay race. I'm handing the baton to you now. All right. I'll take the baton. And now we have some live music. Uh, Last weekend, or during this year's Fayetteville Roots Festival at Fayetteville Public Library, we had quite a few sets with different musicians. We had four different bands on the Ozarks at Large live stage. Mm -hmm. And today we'll hear from Rachel Ammons, the Honey Dew Drops, the Brother Brothers, and Radio Free Honduras. Uh, Each played full sets on the stage uh, that were close to an hour long, but today we're only hearing a few highlights. And we'll hear more from all of those sets later in the fall on Ozarks at Large. But up first today, let's hear from Rachel Ammons. Uh, I've wanted her on Ozarks at Large for a while now because she plays at venues throughout the region pretty regularly. Uh, But as soon as she started to perform on that Saturday set, I was immediately glad it happened at the library because her sound is so big, we would have had a hard time containing it inside the Furman Garner Performance Studio. Even though she's just one person. Right. But one person with a lot of equipment. Here's Rachel Ammons. Oh, baby, thanks. 
like you ain't seen no one day. There you are serving at the pleasure of a story you can't keep quiet. Who's telling my spirit again with like the look in the memories are getting on and getting on, getting lucky and getting lost, falling through the fingers of dawn and dust, king of everything lonesome.
destrozado el corazón y no te importa si sufro o lloro por tu amor y no te importa a veces quisiera decirte tan duro amor te estoy queriendo quisiera que comprendieras que estoy sufriendo te juro que te puedo hacer feliz cariño mío pero te olvidaré he vuelto a soñar con el mismo lugar vi mi gente alrededor me sentí muy feliz es el campo y mil pobreza que no se puede el tramacar de un campesino que cansado ya está 
llega un nuevo amanecer todo mundo a trabajar con dolor y sufrimiento miro mi viejo partir es mi viejo el campesino Cansado ya está Sus arrugas en su cara Hablan de años Llega otro amanecer Ya mi viejo está muy mal Con dolor y sufrimiento Y yo no empiezo a acariciar Es mi viejo el campesino Ya descansa en el cielo Dios le tiene su That was Radio Free Honduras performing at Fayetteville Public Library as part of this year's Fayetteville Roots Festival. We also Thank heard you. from the Brother Brothers, the Honey Dew Drops, and at the top of our music segment today, we heard from Rachel Ammons and her one-woman show. If you'd like to hear more music captured during the Saturday afternoon sets of the Fayetteville Roots Festival, you don't have long to wait. On Monday's Labor Day edition of Ozarks at Large, we'll hear much more from the Brother Brothers and from Radio Free Honduras. That's Monday at noon and 7 p.m. on KUAF. 
Theater Squared launches its new season with the world premiere musical comedy It Came From Outer Space, inspired by the 50s film On Stage Now through September 18th. When an astronomer claims to encounter a spaceship in the desert, everyone laughs until townspeople start acting strange. Are they here to conquer the Earth or do they come in peace? Tickets for the new musical comedy at theater2.org or by phone. 777-7477. Crystal Bridges Museum of American Art presents Constitution Weekend, September 16th and 17th, a jam-packed weekend of programs for the whole family, featuring a rare original print of the U.S. Constitution on view alongside related art. Information at crystalbridges.org. This is KUAF Fayetteville, Fort Smith, Rogers, and Winslow. 91.3 FM KUAF is a listener-supported service of the University of Arkansas. Thank you so much to Michael Tilley from Talk Business and Politics and Becca Martin-Brown from the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette for stopping by for their usual Friday conversations with us. Pete Hartman is KUAF's operations manager, and he produces the community spotlight segments in the Nancy Blair Operations Studio at the Carver Center for Public Radio. Big thanks to the Fayetteville Roots Festival for partnering with us on the Ozarks at Large Live stage this year at Fayetteville Public Library, and also big, big thanks to Cody, Chris, and everyone at Fayetteville Public Library who made these recordings possible. Thank you so much for listening on this Friday. I'm Timothy Dennis. Kyle Kellums will be with you Sunday morning at 9 for a new edition of Weekend Ozarks at Large, and I'll be back with you Monday at noon and 7 p.m. with a Labor Day music edition of our program. Until then, thank you so much for listening again. Please be well, and have a safe and enjoyable Labor Day holiday weekend.